Get a jump start on 2024 in a new Kia from Robert Brogdon's Olathe Kia. Shop their large selection, including the new Sorento, Nero, and Soul models. You'll score big with low prices, trade assist cash, and a 30-day money-back guarantee. Visit OlatheKia.com. The show that takes you home. The Home Stretch with Sterling Holmes on ESPN Kansas City, 1510 AM, 94.5 FM, and the ESPN Kansas City Facebook page. Welcome to the Home Stretch. ESPN Kansas City Live in Studio on once again a gorgeous Tuesday. November 14th, and it's, what, mid-60s? I'm just bummed I'm here. Nah, it's going to be a fun time, because we got we have, we have Dylan behind the glass. I've missed you, Dylan. I am alive, thankfully. Thankfully. You've been so sick for the past, like, three weeks. You're perpetually sick, and I feel bad for you. I don't know if your immune system is just buns or if... You know, you, the fact you work out on like twelve hours a day may play a, might play a part, but I think last season I didn't have a single sickness, so maybe I doubled up this year for last year, missing out on flu season. But yeah, this year my immune system is taking a step back. It's kicking your ass, man. Yeah, yeah, you're like the Buffalo Bills. Your immune system is the Buffalo Bills right now. You know, they they were supposed to be good this year. You're, you're riding high off last year. Off last year, riding high, and then everything gets injured. Uh, Matt Milano goes down, Tredavious White goes down. You know, who would have thought that Von Miller at his age would all of a sudden fall off a cliff? Yeah, you couldn't, couldn't expect that one, huh? Um, you, you know, your secondary of Jordan Poyer and Micah Hyde, who would have thought that those aging guys, and then the perpetually unhappy Stephon Diggs uh, would cause issues. Oh, but yeah, firing your OC, that'll, that'll cause and, and fix everything. I love, 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 love the fact the Bills decided, you know what? Four turnovers, all these penalties, you know what? Can't be Josh Allen. Can't be Sean McDermott. Can't be the rest of the offense who's turning the ball over at a prolific rate. No, dude, it's got to be Ken Dorsey. Yeah, I know, forget the fact that we are third in the NFL in yards per play. Got to be Ken Dorsey. Forget the fact that they're third in red zone scoring percentage with touchdowns. Got to be Ken Dorsey. Forget the fact that they're fifth in the NFL in points per play. Nah, man. Josh Allen dropping acid and then throwing the ball downfield has to be Ken Dorsey. It's mind-blowing to me that the Bills decided to go this route. I mean, I get it. You have to find a scapegoat somewhere. Obviously, Sean McDermott wants to keep his job. So what is he going to do? Can the guy underneath him? Obviously, you're not going to blame and put it all on Josh Allen. That'll be great for a dude whose confidence perpetually seems to be undulating. But at some point, the Bills got to look in the mirror. They're 5-5. Five and five. This was the game they were supposed to win. Have you looked at the rest of their schedule for the NFL? Or the rest of the NFL schedule for them? It's brutal. Let me go on a little little, uh, little fun ride with y'all. They play the Jets. All right, Jets not bad, but the defense is at least good. Oh, yeah, how about they travel to Philadelphia? 
Then they got a bye. Then they travel to Kansas City. Then they play the Cowboys. Then they play at the Los Angeles Chargers. Then they got New England. You might say, what an easy game. New England's already beat them once this year. And then they finish at Miami. So for those of you keeping track at home, at Miami, at the Eagles, at Kansas City, at the Chargers with games on the road against Dallas, Jets, New England. What do you think their record is? Those, what, seven games left? Four and three at best? Five and two? They better hope they go five and two because five and two means they end up ten and seven. Let's take a little look, a little look-see at the NFL right now. Let's just see who's in and who's out of the NFL playoffs. So you look around, you go to the standings. You have the Dolphins, 6-3, and three, Ravens, 7-3, and three, Steelers, 6-3, and three, Browns, 6-3, and three, Bengals, 5-4, and four, Jags, 6-3, and three, Houston, 5-4, and four, which is surprising, uh, Chiefs, 7-2. Who are they overtaken? Those are all teams ahead of Buffalo. Right now. Oh, by the way, you want to know another fun team ahead of Buffalo right now? The Indianapolis Colts. The Colts, led by Gardner Minshew, sitting at 5-5 five and five right now, hold the tiebreaker over the Bills. You know who else is tied with the Bills? If your answer was the Las Vegas Raiders, you'd be correct. Who would have thought at this point in the season, over halfway through, 10 games in for the Bills, they'd be tied with the Colts, tied with the Raiders. You say they're behind the Chiefs and the Bengals, you'd say, all right. That's because the Chiefs and Bengals are damn good teams. Yeah, but they're also behind Baltimore, Jacksonville, Miami, Pittsburgh, Cleveland, and Houston. Now, I was high on Houston. I'm not saying they make the playoffs this year, although if the season were to end today on November 14th, November 15th, whatever day you want to call it, Texans are in. The Bills and what was a... I don't want to say a defining season for them, but I think it is a defining season for them. Because as I mentioned, Micah Hyde, Jordan Poyer, Tredavious White, Matt Milano, Von Miller, dudes who are not getting into y- any younger on the defensive side of the ball. And then you go to the offensive side of the ball, and the turnovers are perpetually mind-blowing. The fact is, they finally got something going on the ground, but you had James Cook fumble twice. Once wasn't his fault, once was the handoff. Uh, because for some reason, I think Josh Allen just slathered the ball in butter before he gave it to, to James Cook. But this might be who they are. I think they're a talented team, as evidenced by a lot of the analytical underlying offensive numbers. But also, I think the turnovers are who they are. They're an aggressive team. And a team that, while yes, can be dangerous, they got to at least get to the playoffs first. Now you're going to be paying Josh Allen a bleep ton of money. 
Now Gabe Davis is going to be up for a contract. Now, you know, Stephon Diggs has been... There's been some unrest there. You have his brother on Twitter trying to get him out of Buffalo for some reason. The only thing they have really going is is Dalton Kincaid. There's your young guy. Because when you look at youth, that is not coming to mind the Buffalo Bills. It's not what I would call them. So then you look around and you're sitting here wondering, where do the Bills go from here? And then you go to the the Bengals, right? The Bengals kind of the same boat. They're they're perpetually in the same bracket as the Buffalo Bills. The reason why I don't think they're in the Chiefs bracket right now, and I'll get to that in one moment, because they're also a team where Joe Burrow is going to start getting paid a lot of money. The Bengals aren't a team known for throwing a lot of money around. You have Jamar Chase, who's going to want a contract. Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, obviously. T. Higgins, you, 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 good luck keeping all three. You tried fixing your offensive line issues with Orlando Brown Jr. Yeah, how that's how's that going for you guys? Not great. You already defensively had to get rid of your safeties, a couple corners, because you don't have the money. You got some guys. You got some linebackers. Logan Wilson's very good. Trey Hendricks is a very good defensive end. But the point remains: you know how we're entering the hard part. Right, The Chiefs won when Mahomes was on a rookie deal. And then what they do? The Chiefs won when Mahomes was off that rookie deal. And then what happened? The Chiefs also won that Super Bowl without Tyreek Hill, their wide receiver won. Right? The point I'm trying to make here is the Bills have not won with Josh Allen on a rookie deal and with Stephon Diggs. What happens if that you can't afford Stephon? What happens then? You go to the Bengals. They did not win with the Bengals on uh, with, with Joe Burrow on a rookie deal, nor with the three wide receiver ones. What happens when you don't have that? And then you look up at Kansas City, and I mean that literally, because every other team in the NFL right now in the AFC is looking up at Kansas City. Chiefs won with Mahomes on the rookie contract, and they won without the wide receiver one, the overpaid. That's maybe unfair when I say overpaid, but the highest paid, one of the highest paid wide receivers in the NFL because I don't think necessarily Tyreek Hill's overpaid he's he's done his job and then some in Miami, right? When you're on pace for over 2K, uh, you are paid fairly but the point is the Chiefs right now have the weighted snap count shared defensively youngest defense in the NFL this is a team that's winning now as well as built for the future what do the Chiefs do? They didn't pay Tyreek. And while, yes, Travis Kelsey is up there in age, you look at the wide receivers. While they have struggled, you can't fault the game plan. Spend some some relatively high draft capital on wide receivers. That's how you build. That's how you develop. And that's how you maintain. The Chiefs, for all their offensive woes, still sit at 7-2, and two, looking down on every team in the AFC. Built for now. Built for the future. That is the Kansas City Chiefs. You look around the NFL, especially in the AFC, can't say that for a lot of teams. Very, very impressive. I'm not saying the Bills or the Bengals both miss the playoffs. Once again, if the season were to end today, they'd be out. Because let's be real, I don't think, I don't think uh, the AFC North gets three playoff teams in and the fourth that doesn't make it is the Bengals. Seems wild to say. 
But also, who's falling out? Steelers keep winning at 6-3. and three. They don't look good. Kenny Pickett is two scoops of ass. But Mike Tomlin is a damn good head coach. They keep finding ways to win. Then you look at the Browns. They're 6-3. and three. Deshaun Watson has been real bad, man. He's been bad. But that defense has been top three, easy in the NFL. And, oh, by the way, they found a way late to come back and beat the Baltimore Ravens. So when you're looking around the NFL right now, you're looking around the landscape. We might be looking at a playoff situation where both the Bengals and the Bills are out. That would have been wild to think about before the season started. Let's take a quick break. Come back home stretch right here. Sports Radio 810 WHB. That is, I don't think it's a tuba. I think it's a baritone. Right? Isn't that a- You would know better than I would. I always thought tuba. I don't think it's a trombone. I don't think it's a trombone. No, uh, I think this is a trumpet. Not a baritone sax. Well, yeah, it could be a baritone. Right? Again, I am way deep in the deep end. Yeah, I I think it's a baritone, right? I'm looking at it right now. Baritone, low-pitched brass instrument in the sax horn family. See, as a uh, musician, I don't think it's a tuba. You're not not getting that kind of range in a tuba, okay? You're getting the don't, don't, don't. You you can't get that uh, luscious noise. I think it's a baritone. Not a French horn, not a trumpet. Trumpets are too, too high pitched. I'm going baritone. I don't think there's any way to look this up. You took you, you took your headphones off. I'm a little I'm a little concerned right now. Were you trying to listen to I'm it? I'm hearing tr- a dial tone, but it's from the office behind me. Wow, I can hear that too. You That's amazing. It? That's awesome. It's very loud. Well, a dial tone. What is this? 1997. I thought that uh, yours was on. That's why I like. Oh wow, you thought it was me. I thought it was you. Yeah. Well, I am pretty old. Dial tone is the sound that that's making. That's what a dial tone is. No, right? I know, but it's like an old timey dial tone. That's like a home phone dial tone. Yeah. Oh, you, no, you're right. Like that's that not is like a landline. That's not. Yeah, that's my point. It's not like an iPhone. I get what you're saying. Yes, thank you. I'm saying that's a landline, and I've not had a landline since I was 14. Yet I still remember all of my we lad. Well, I still remember all my friends' parents' phone numbers. I still remember all the all the home phone. Like I remember my fiance's phone number. Because you have to dial them. Yeah. Every time. Fiance's phone. Or it popped up on caller ID every time. Yeah, true. Fiance's phone number, don't know it. Your phone number, sorry, Dylan, don't know it. It's all right. I only know the people that I had to call. Yeah, my friend's parents from 1999. Hell yeah. I'll rattle that ba- that bad boy off. I would do it right now, but I don't want people to call because maybe it's not even their phone number anymore. All right. So the Chiefs have a decision to make in the next couple of weeks on Richie James. 
on Wednesday, November 1st. The Chiefs welcome back Richie James to practice as a team prepared to head to Germany for that Week 9 game. Uh, James had been on the IR since shortly after the second game of the season. He's been dealing with that long-term knee slash MCL injury. But given the return to practice, and according to the NFL rules, they stipulate the Chiefs have a three-week window from that first practice in which to either elevate him back to the active roster or force him to return to the IR, which then, of course, would end his season. That makes November 22nd the decision date for when the Chiefs have to make such a call. Uh, the Chiefs actually currently have a roster spot open. Looks like the Chiefs could use him in that role. Obviously, there's already a redundance at wide receiver. But for me, it does seem like Richie James brings something different to the table. Now, Dylan, I might be wrong, man. You know, I was high on Richie James when he, uh, before he came to Kansas City, right? I was, I was trying to tell folks I want to see Richie James here as a Kansas City Chief, as a Kansas City Chief, and he got the opportunity. Signed that one-year deal. Pound in my chest. Felt pretty good about it. But before he even got injured, we didn't see him. And I was there at training camp, OTAs, talked to a lot of folks who were there every single day. They all said the same thing. Richie James looked good. At times, Richie James looked like the best wide receiver. And we never saw it, at least in regular season action. I don't get it. Maybe now it makes more sense, but maybe now it makes less sense. You already have so many guys who do a similar Type of role as him, a special teams wide receiver, if you will. But what I think Richie James does different than the rest of the dudes who are currently on the roster, he can play on the outside. Chiefs have a plethora of slot receivers. They have a redundancy of guys who thrive in the slot and, quite frankly, who can't get open. What does Richie James do best? He gets open. He got open in New York. He got open. With Daniel Jones throwing him the ball, he got open in these intermediate routes, short routes, 6 to 8 to 10 yard routes. What have teams been doing against Kansas City defensively? (laughs) They've left those open, and dudes still can't get separation. Richie James, in my opinion, would thrive right now as a wide receiver for Kansas City. I hope he gets the opportunity. You know, I'm not saying he needs to be playing more than Rasheed Rice. No, that's asinine. It's crazy. Rasheed Rice is right now the wide receiver one for Kansas City as a rookie. But would I like to see him play for Sky Moore? Yeah. I like Sky to an extent. I think he's better in the slot, which is why we're a little harder on him because he's not an outside wide receiver. He's asked and tasked to be there. It's not his role. Now, Richie James can play on the outside, and Richie James can get open. So until Rasheed Rice becomes the outside type of wide receiver, I think he can be. Until if that happens and Sky Moore can transition back to being in the slot, I think you call up Richie James before the 22nd, you put him on the team. What do you think, Dylan? Am I a little too too high on, the, on, on Richie James, my dude? Maybe a bit. Hey, bleep you, man. <laughs> but it's hard to be when, you know, we're looking for anything we can get in that room. So, as far as wide receiver production goes. But I don't think he's going to be the guy that provides what we need by himself. 
No, but I, don't, you, don't you think that he provides something different, even if he is a smaller-bodied special team wide receiver? Don't you think he brings a separation, a intermediate route type of... Yeah. I, I just don't understand. And the roster spot's open. I, I, I'm, I've been confused by this from the get-go. Should we be concerned that he's not beating out, you know, what we have already for those reps, for those intermediate routes, for things like that? Or should we kind of chalk it up in the same realm as the questions we have about Rasheed Rice and deep routes? Like, you can do it, you're not doing it. Why aren't you doing it? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I really don't know either. It, it seemed like I, I – you are – like, I'm a fan of Bill Belichick. You are a fan of Richie James. Yes. Okay. Well, one of them has a lot and of even, Super Bowls and one doesn't. But, yeah, I get it. <laughs> one has a cool name, though. I think Richie James is probably Yeah, Richie James all name is a cool team. name. Yeah, all name. All name team. And even I thought that there would be some upside to it that really has not materialized whatsoever. So, I, it, disregarding your fandom, even I still thought that there was something more than what we've gotten out of Richie James. I want to talk about the NFL as a whole with you, Dylan, right now, because there were some wild games, some spectacular games. We went into this past week saying, all right, not a lot of great games because no no Chiefs, no Eagles, no Dolphins, right? And we go, okay, all the great teams are off. What, five games, six games that were uh, walk-off field goals? It's nuts, dude. Nuts. But one game I want to talk about um, is the Vikings. Uh Josh Dobbs did it again. Josh Dobbs has now won two games in a row on a team where he doesn't know the wide receivers, doesn't know the, the, a lot of dudes' names. And, oh, by the way, he's doing it on the Vikings without Justin Jefferson. Let, I mean, seriously, he, he's done this without the best weapon for the Vikings. He's done it also without, what, the third best, fourth best option, K.J. Osborne. He's been out as well. And he still found a way to beat pretty good. Whatever you think about New Orleans. They're not a good team, but they're a pretty good defensive team. Dripped a 27 spot on them. Is this Vikings team for real? Dylan, can this Vikings team... I think the Vikings are going to the playoffs, by the way. that that, that I, I've, I've already set my... Let me look at that. Hang my on. standards. They're 6-4. and Because this is what I did last season with the Lions, remember? Do you remember this? When I said the Lions will make the playoffs, and then they, they did. They got there. They got to the final game. And did everything they needed to do. They just got beat by the team with the better head start, I guess. So they've won five straight games, Dylan, the Vikings. Their next two games, next three games, Denver, Chicago, Las Vegas. You're telling me they're not winning two out of those three? You're telling me right now. The Vikings aren't going to take two or three from either the Denver Broncos, the Raiders, or the Bears. Uh, two of those three teams are not as easy as they used to be, but I do see what you're saying. No, again, they're not great teams. I still think the Vikings are better, though. Okay, then you then you play at Cincy, then you play against Detroit, uh, at Detroit to finish the year. Those are, I'm going to say, three losses. But you got Green Bay in there, at home. I think they beat Green Bay again. They already beat Green Bay in Green Bay, Green Bay 24-10. They go, what's that, 3-3, three and 4-3, three, and 3-4, three, three and 9-8, and 10-7? And, and I think Minnesota makes the playoffs. 
The point to you is, can they make any noise with Josh Dobbs? How long does this last? How long does this Josh Dobbs hype go for? Because right now, the vibes are high. He's doing it without Justin Jefferson and K.J. Osborne. When those two guys come back, the offense should get even better. But are they just riding right now on straight vibes and Dobbs is going to come back down to earth? Or has he always been a solid guy and maybe never gotten the opportunity? Because these are the questions I feel like we have to have. Is is he a guy? Which, by the way, Dobbs has earned himself how much money? How much money in the ilk of Tyrod Taylor at worst? In the ilk of Chase Daniel? Matt Flynn? He's, he's got himself a lot of money coming his way. I'm happy for the guy. I, I just don't know how long this Josh Dobbs story continues. Two surprising games. Steelers ended up beating the Packers. Steelers moved to 6-3. and three. The Browns coming back late and beating the Ravens uh, 33-31 on a walk-off field goal there. The Browns are 6-3. and three. Which team's more surprising to you? Being 6-3, and three, the Browns or the Steelers? Browns. Browns, probably. Because the Steelers have Mike Tomlin. And actually, I also put a wager on them, plus 130, to just make the playoffs before the season. The Steelers? I did. Wow. So you're you're, you're going is, hard for them. I mean, I, not going hard. I just thought that they would be the seventh seed, which they still have a chance at. So Playoffs in it right now. They're in. Yeah, they are. Three teams in the AFC North. Again, Dylan. And the fourth team, the team that's not making it, the Bengals. It's nuts, right? Can't do that, though. It's nuts. I still think them no, no, and I, the Bills. I'm saying right now. I'm saying oh, yeah, no, right, right now. They're, yeah. they're not in. If you look at the, the standings. My crazy outtake is that the Bengals and Bills both still make the playoffs. I think they both do, too, personally. Because yeah. you're going to have the Steelers and the Browns. And the AFC North is going to beat up on each other. Um, you're only getting one team in the South. I don't think the Texans make it personally. But, damn, are they making it fun. I, I just I don't understand how the Browns keep winning or the Steelers. The Steelers have not been good. Their point differential this year is negative twenty six. The Steelers' point differential is negative twenty six. They've only scored one hundred and fifty six points, and they're six and three. What in the Mike Tomlin wizardry is going on? I don't understand it. I don't get the Steelers. I don't get the Browns because their offense is horrible, but somehow they rallied from 14 down in the fourth quarter to win 33-31 over what was maybe the most impressive team the first half of the season, the Baltimore Ravens. You just don't know in the AFC North games. Another, Another game I thought was interesting not interesting because it was a blow-up, but interesting because I think it tells us a lot. 49ers bounced back over the Jaguars in Jacksonville. They won 34-3. So the 49ers had previously lost three games in a row. Lost three games in a row to, to some pretty good teams, and you're sitting here going, well, maybe the 49ers aren't quite as good as we thought. Maybe Brock Purdy uh, is reverting back to Mr. Irrelevant. But they demolished the Jaguars. And to me, this is more of an indictment on Jacksonville than anything else. I said the Niners are a good team. I said they're going to bounce back. But I kept saying, what did I say? 
The Jags are frauds. You didn't believe me, Dylan. People didn't believe me. Jacksonville, for all that offensive talent, for all that talent, Christian Kirk, Calvin Ridley, Zay Jones, which, uh, not good there, uh, Travis Etienne, Trevor Lawrence. You know what it's been? A bottom 10 offense. Bottom 10 offense. They've been horrible. And for all this talk about Trevor Lawrence being, what, the the prince that was promised? Is that what they say in Duval? Isn't that what they say, the, the prince that was promised? Started by Chiefs leader, I would say, of the fan base, Nick Wright. <laughs> Was that who started it? Yeah. I'm sorry, Nick Wright. It's a bad take, dude. Trevor Lawrence is the most above-average quarterback there is. He's good. I'm not trying to say he's a bad quarterback. He's good. He ain't great. He's not elite. He's not making this team that much better. And again, it's funny to sit, sit here and talk about a 6-3 and three team with the Jags and say, you know, the quarterback's the issue. The quarterback has been the issue. Their defense has been top five by a ton of metrics in the NFL. This is back to the Blake Bortle time. I mean, seriously, the defense is carrying the Jags right now. And Trevor Lawrence is getting a free pass. No one talks about it. Trevor Lawrence has not been very good. You know what his touchdown-to-interception ratio is this year, Dylan? Trevor Lawrence, with all those weapons? One-to-one. Nine touchdowns, six interceptions. He's checked down Charlie! How do you have those weapons and all you do is check it down? His yards in how many games? Nine games. 2,120. <laughs> That's good for about, what, 215 a game? What about his QBR? What do you think his QBR ranks in the NFL this year? 20th. 16th. Dylan, my point is, he's fine. Why do folks act like Trevor Lawrence is in Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes territory? Why do folks act like Trevor Lawrence is in the same category as Jalen Hurts? Is Trevor Lawrence even in Dak Prescott territory? I mean, think about it right now. Dylan, I'm not saying for the future because Trevor Lawrence is obviously younger, and if you're doing a fantasy draft, you're taking Trevor Lawrence over Dak Prescott, right? Because the, the, the youth. But you got a one-season, one-season sample size here. Who are you taking, Trevor Lawrence or Dak Prescott? Trevor Lawrence. I think it's close. Younger. No, in a one year. Oh, yeah, still Trevor Lawrence. I think it's close, man. And I, the point I'm trying to make here is I'm not a huge Dak Prescott guy to begin with. But Dak Prescott, for all his flaws, 17 touchdowns, 6 interceptions. I'm going to try and get some more numbers to, to pull up here because I've been saying for a while now, I 
feel like Trevor Lawrence is getting a little free pass, right? I feel like people keep saying he's better than he is. Am I wrong here, Dylan? Am I am I taking crazy pills? No, I think that's fair. I just don't think Dak I would still take him over Dak Prescott. Okay. So Dak Prescott has completed seventy point seven percent of passes, Trevor Lawrence uh sixty seven. Uh Dak Prescott has thrown for three hundred more yards than Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Dak Prescott is averaging 8.1 yards an attempt, while Trevor Lawrence is averaging 7.1. So Trevor Lawrence has completed fewer percentages of passes, way less yards, and way less yards per attempt. Uh, They both have six interceptions, while Dak Prescott has eight more touchdowns. Um, I'm sure the rushing numbers are going to uh, be totally different. Uh, Trevor Lawrence has run for 223 yards, zero touchdowns. Whilst Dak Prescott has run for 135 yards and two touchdowns. I mean, I test. I get the stats might be better, but yeah, I I don't know. The weapon's similar, right? Similar. Uh, No, I think Dak's better. Okay. And has a better defense as well. Sure. Now that doesn't make any difference. Not this year it hasn't been. This year the the Jacksonville Jaguars defense has been electric, man. They've been top five in almost every match you look at. But the offense for the the Cowboys is. I mean, the best receiver on each team, who would you rather have, CeeDee Lamb or Calvin Ridley? CeeDee Lamb over Calvin Ridley. Okay. Okay, let's go to wide receiver two. Brandon Cooks. And I'm taking Christian Kirk in a heartbeat. That ain't over even, Brandon Cooks, really? dude. That is not even close. Okay, well, Brandon is, Cooks really isn't even the wide receiver too. I would say there's got to be someone better than that. Michael Gallup. I'm taking Christian Kirk over him. Okay, but then we go to wide receiver three. Zay Jones or the other whichever Evan one Ingram over here. Shoemaker. I'm taking Evan Ingram. Mm. Tony Pollard or uh, yeah, but they only Travis have one Etienne. Tight end. Cowboys have three. Okay, Jake Ferguson. Again, I think the Cowboys offense is way better than the Jags as far as weapons goes. My point is, I think Trevor Lawrence needs to get more flack. That's all I'm saying here, Dylan. I feel like, again, I've given Dak Prescott so much bleep over the past. Because, again, I don't think Dak Prescott's this game-changing quarterback. But he's been so much better than Trevor Lawrence this year. And folks are acting like Trevor Lawrence is, again, the prince who was promised. Trevor Lawrence right now, not been very good. That's all I'm going to say. Is that fair? Can we agree there? He's underperformed. No, I I agree with it, that he can catch more flack for sure. I mean, I'm just, yeah, I think the Cowboys just have a better all-around offense than the Jags do. So it kind of like, basically, and and if we're looking at eye test, as far as, I know that you want to do like a one season sample. but I get it. I I get it. Yeah. It's a one season, but this year I'm taking Dak Prescott over Trevor Lawrence. It's not even close. In my opinion, I think you'd have a better argument if you did, and obviously this is a slam dunk argument, but... Trevor Lawrence versus Joe Burrow is more similar than Trevor Lawrence versus Dak Prescott, my, in my opinion. And then you would absolutely have 
my agreeance that that is a massive underperformance because they're both number one overall picks. They both were very – Trevor Lawrence was more highly touted than Joe Burrow was out of college and high school. Sure, yeah. And in that realm, he's way underperformed. Correct. But I'd still rather have him than Dak Prescott. Sure. Again, I'm just saying for this one season, not for the future, this one season, I'm taking Dak over Trevor Lawrence, which is a statement I never thought that I would ever make. And this is where we're at in the year 2023 in the NFL. A um, couple other games that I found fascinating. The Texans beating the Bengals, right? Texans moving to 5-4. and four. Now, you know I was pretty high on the Texans going into this year. I said that the Texans are going to surprise a lot of teams. I said C.J. Stroud was the best quarterback. And you can ask my, my dude, Ian McMillan, on that NFL, in the NFL show I do, Stacking the Box, with him. I said C.J. Stroud's going to win Rookie of the Year. C.J. Stroud, right now, might win MVP as well. C.J. Stroud, you want, you want some fun little statistics for you? C.J. Stroud has thrown 15 touchdowns. Guess how many interceptions this year? Two. Two interceptions. One came against the Bengals. Late in the game. Horrible. A throw you can't make in that situation. Bengals go down, score, take the lead. What does C.J. Stroud do? He panic? Pout? Get confused? Try and do too much? No. C.J. Stroud calmly leads the Texans down the field... Sets up the game-winning field goal. Now, C.J. Stroud, who are his weapons? Again, I was higher on them than most, right? Because I, I said the Texans were going to be pretty good this year. Better than folks thought. I didn't think they were going to be this good, though. Tank Dell, a rookie. Nico Collins. Hey, Dylan, was Nico Collins this highly touted wide receiver? Was Nico Collins going to be the next great thing? His wide receiver one heading into this year was what, Robert Woods? I like Dalton Schultz as tight end, but come on. Dalton Schultz is not Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle. He's not one of the top five best tight ends in football. What has C.J. Stroud done? 2,626 yards. I actually believe he might be leading the NFL in yards per game. NFL yards leaders, QB. Let's go ahead and take a little, little look-see here. Um, where's the yards per game category? Because some guys have played 10 games, they only played 9. And I'm having trouble finding that because NFL's uh, thing's not great. But he's second in yards per game. Sam Howell's played in, what, 10 games? I believe. If that's the case, and C.J. Stroud has the most yards per game. C.J. Stroud has 15 touchdowns. Two interceptions, completing 61.6% of his passes, um, not taking a ton of sacks. His average yard per, per attempt is 8.3, just behind Tua Tagovailoa's 8.5. And who would have thought Tua's would be higher considering he has Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell with yak ability. My point I'm trying to make here, Dylan, we know he's winning rookie of the year. Should C.J. Stroud get serious consideration for MVP? Uh, yeah. 
I would say so. I mean, what is he, top? Would he be top three? No? He has to be top five only, right? Like, he can't be ahead of, obviously, Patrick. This year, though, again, we, we, we know Mahomes is better than C.J. Stroud. That's not the argument I'm trying to make I'm trying here. to think of who, Lamar. Is, Lam- he better, is he having a better season? Than- Lamar, I think Lamar's the only guy you can really get close to. I mean, so you think he's top three in the voting? I right think now. he should be. Okay, I, and again, I, I, I think he's. I can't. I'm trying to think of anyone better than him. And again, it's QB award, obviously, right? right. I, I think Tyree Kill, quite frankly, should be in there, and I think Christian McCaffrey should be in there, but they're right. not. We we know yeah. how this is broken down. Not a, trying to take a shot at Mahomes because Mahomes is the best player in the NFL, but this year he's not been up to his Mahomesian standards. Mahomes has two more touchdowns through the air. 17. He has six more interceptions. Yards per attempt. CJ Stroud has him by an entire yard. He also has 200 yards more thrown than Mahomes this year. Again, not trying. Has try- he had his bye week yet, though? Uh, yeah, they both have played nine games. Okay. Again, this my point is I'm not trying to take a shot at Mahomes. My point is trying to show you how good CJ Stroud has been. And I know people are going to say weapons, weapons, weapons. How? I love this argument because, again, I'm a Chiefs fan. And if we were scoring, what, 21 points a game at best with Alex Smith and the same weapons Mahomes got when he started? They've exploded. There's just no nuance to dumb arguments like that. That's almost the reverse. Yes. Of, yeah. But my, my point here is, I know Chiefs fans are going to say, well, Mahomes doesn't have the weapons because you see Tank Dell and Nico Collins and Robert Woods and what Noah Brown. And what and, and to your Tank Dell, we don't know. He could be a dude. I mean, the way I he think looks he's a now. Dude. I he think is. he's a dude. I agree. But my point is, when they went into this season, whose wide receiver room would you have rather had? Oh. It would have been Chiefs in a heartbeat. I don't think it was close. Like, I, I, you're telling me Rob, you sure? Robert Woods – Tank because Tank Dell been the same ilk. Actually, Tank Dell was drafted well lower than, if I'm not mistaken, uh, he was drafted uh, what round? Let me, let me pull it up. Tank Tank Dell was drafted third round behind Rasheed Rice, right? So second round Rasheed Rice versus third round Tank Dell. You're telling me Noah Brown? You're telling me Nico Collins? You're telling me Robert Woods was giving me your choice over what the Chiefs had? I don't believe what do that. The Chiefs have. No, I said going into this year. We're taking out Kelsey. So. Yeah, 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 of course. So our best saying, receiver coming into this season was MBS. That, that, is, that is, it, is Robert it, Woods. I was going to say, is it that much better than Robert Woods? It's not. It's, it's the same. But my, my point is, Sky was a second rounder. Everyone thought he was going to take the next step. But guess who took the next step? Nico Collins. I was going to say, I would rather. But what we know now, I, I, I'm trying to say. No, I'm saying even then, I would have. it would have been a debate. Sure. I, I think then. But I agree with you. Now it's not even close. Because Nico Collins was drafted in the third round in 2021. Right? Yep. Okay, yeah. So my point is, you go by pedigree, and again, you can also make the argument that this is just the Chiefs missing. They, you know, could have had Nico Collins. Could have had Tank Dell. We're not talking first rounders. We're not talking even second rounders. The point I'm trying to make is this is how good C.J. Stroud has been. I'm just trying to give praise to C.J. Stroud. I'm not trying to take shots at Mahomes or their wide receivers. I'm trying to give praise to a rookie who's been absolutely electric. 
Do you know C.J. Stroud's full name? It is Coleridge Bernard Stroud the Fourth. Coleridge Bernard Stroud the Fourth. You're telling me that's not a king from like the 1400s? How do you get C.J. Coleridge? Coleridge Bernard Stroud the Fourth. I'm just saying, how is that guy not a king in the 1400s? Like some Spanish colony, Bernard. Like that. Like he he is a ruler. Like a Scandinavian like country. Maybe a skin Coleridge Bernard Stroud the Fourth is probably Scandinavian. You're right. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Iceland, Greenland, a Nordic country up there. Man, well, C.J. Stroud has been ruling. The NFL right now, man. I'm just telling you right now, I, if I were voting, he's top three. Easy MVP for me. Uh, we will take a quick break. Come back. Home stretch. ESPN Kansas City. Welcome again to the home stretch. Did you have a chance to check out Mahomes on the Manning cast? Uh, that was the only reason I actually tuned in at first, thinking the game would be terrible. Dude, he was awesome. He was. Entertaining, fun. Like, like, And we're going to have, obviously, a slightly jaded, not jaded, slightly optimistic viewpoint on Mahomes, right? We love Mahomes here. But he was good. Like, actually good, fun, great analysis, great knowledge, entertaining. The whole package, man. Uh, just even the jokes about the underwear, right? Like, like, he wears the same pair of underwear every single game. Same pair of red un- underwear. And he says, I still wash them. Well, sometimes. You know, if we're winning a lot. Which, the Chiefs win all the time. Say when they're going on streaks, I'm sitting here going, I don't know about that one. It's kind of nasty. I think that'll go to the uh, pro fo- Football Hall of Fame. The underwear? You yeah, think the they're going to send that in? The, the, the red underwear? Yeah. That would be great, dude. That will be in his, uh, whatever they call it, his case or whatever. <laughs> that was great. The fact he called the Denver plays. Because, I mean, he called all four plays. Yeah. And, and I get it. Denver's predictable and all that stuff. But, I mean, it was still impressive of run, run, play action. Called it to the tight end, too, by the way. Man, I... He's just enjoyable. Like, the knowledge behind, and that also shows out, one, how predictable the Broncos can be, and also, two, how impressive he is as a, as a quarterback, as a reader of what's happening, what's going on in the game. He would be an insane OC, DC head coach. Honestly, think of him as a defensive coordinator because he knows exactly what's about to happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, th- that's what I almost took away from it is he's so good offensively he would almost be an incredible defensive coordinator because he can freaking tell what's going to happen. I was just thoroughly impressed. Um, him, Peyton, Eli had a great rapport. But you just learn. Every time Mahomes talks, you learn something. You just learn. I like how he said that his dad, and maybe maybe he said this before and I missed it, his dad's the one that will never let him live it down if he doesn't throw a behind-the-back behind pass in an NFL football game. Like, the guy knows how hard professional sports are. Yeah. And he's going to give his son crap about 
not, not throwing a behind-the-back pass. Did you see Archie Manning? They pulled up their dads. That was awesome, too. They're, he, it was that was like awesome, a, like, his response, too. Yeah. He was like, yeah, he laid it right over two people. What was Ar- what was he doing in that situation? I don't get it. <laughs> I would love to look it up and find out. <laughs> because what it was, to break it down, they're in an NFL game. Their dad played in the NFL, obviously, Peyton and Eli's dad and their father. And he threw underhand like he was bowling. Like a ref toss. Yeah. Like a ref toss. Yeah, like an underhand spiral. Almost. Underhand like spiral. Throw, like a fast pitch softball pitch. Over almost. one of his own teammates, over two defenders, into the arm and not like of a wide receiver. Clearing the defender by two feet. Clearing the defender's fingernails. Like if the defender didn't clip his fingernails the hour before the game, it would have been a tip pass. But it was a spiral. It was perfect. Yeah. And the thought process is... Why? Why not throw overhand? But it was cool, man. Mahomes' reaction, his ability, just just at all. We're lucky here in Kansas City. All right. I wasn't really planning to talk about it, but it's another team I think is a little interesting. One question for you, Dylan. Does Aaron Rodgers come back and play a game for the Jets this year? Yes or no? Uh, Briscoe had one of the best takes on this of all time. He's going to keep doing this little thing he's doing, and then when the Jets are eliminated, it will be, oh, well, there's just no point now. Okay, so I'm talking about that too. So me and Briscoe on the same page. Cool. That's a good take. Second one is, I was laughing. I said, do you think it's actually a high ankle sprain the whole time? But Rodgers is, <laughs> you know, is this a uh, Roger Clemens situation, allegedly? Remember Roger Clemens had the uh, the screw and then someone said it was ketchup. And all that. Is this allegedly uh, the, the Aaron Rodgers high ankle sprain, which he says is Achilles? Could be. No. We, allegedly. We, if, <laughs> if you want to uh, kill your appetite, you can always go and double check that it was his Achilles by watching that yeah, super I don't wanna... slow motion that nope. they always seem to show. Nope, nope, nope. And we just need to do away with that. But, but I'm sitting here laughing going... I don't think Rodgers makes the Jets better at this point. Now, hear me out. Stop throwing tomatoes at me and let me finish. I'm not saying Zach Wilson's great, but he's mobile. Have you seen the offensive line of the Jets? It's atrocious. Zach Wilson is perpetually under pressure. Again, not saying he's good, but what do you think a 39 pushing 40 coming off a torn Achilles is going to do back there? Remember the four plays he was running for his life, everyone. Let's just take an offseason. You should have got Broderick Jones, but Bill Belichick screwed you, (laughs) so it happens. Zach Wilson over Aaron Rodgers. Is that what we're hearing right now? Some folks are saying. No one's saying. (laughs) 